we have been talking a lot in the last few days, certainly about the continuing crisis at the border as thousands of what they call asylum seekers flood across the border. And the prime minister himself in the House of Commons not so long ago said himself that those entering at unofficial border points are doing so illegally. And yet now we've got this war over the wording of what we are to call those who are not, in fact, fleeing persecution, because many of those coming through the border at Quebec are doing so because of Donald Trump. And then they're simply walking into Canada. And they are, in fact, doing so illegally, which doesn't just put a huge burden on our social services, but it is displacing those who are, in fact, fleeing persecution so that, oops, it's not supposed to ring right now, but it is, in fact, uh, sorry, displacing those who could, in very fact, need our help. So why is the federal liberals, why are they cleansing the language, you got to ask? Well, politics, of course. Let's bring Rachel Curran in. She's the former director of policy to Prime Minister Harper. She joins me now. Rachel, you know, we're focusing an awful lot these days on the wording of irregular versus illegal and It seems pretty clear, I think, even to the prime minister himself, who said in the House not so long ago that if you cross at a border point that is not an official border point, it's illegal. So what's with all the war of the words? Well, Alex, you're right. I mean, these migrants are crossing illegally. Technically, when they're in Canada, if they've made a claim for asylum or a refugee claim, their their status is not illegal. But here we are debating terminology, which I think is an absolute useless and pointless waste of time. This is what the Trudeau government wants us focusing on, right? It wants us having these debates instead of talking about the real issue, which is the fact that they've taken zero action to actually deal with the problem, to enforce our borders, to make sure that these claims are processed in a timely manner, and to make sure that people are sent back to the U.S. if they don't qualify to be here. And that's the real issue. What the government wants us focused on instead is debates about terminology, and I think that's a waste of time. Well, not just a waste of time, but it's very disingenuous. I mean, because on one hand, you're vilifying anybody who even raises any concern, which is not fair because overwhelmingly the polling is showing that Canadians are not happy with this and they don't think that the Liberals have a plan. But, you know, it's very disingenuous um, to the issue itself. Yeah, I agree. But this is part of the Liberal plan to paint Conservatives as racists and bigots and anti-immigrants and anti-refugee. Like, this is part of a broader political strategy, right? Uh, when in fact, what conservatives are concerned about, what a lot of Canadians are concerned about, not just conservatives, is the fact that we can't seem to uh, enforce our borders and enforce uh, the laws around our immigration and refugee system. But because the Trudeau government doesn't actually have a plan to deal with that, uh, what they're trying to do is turn this into a political wedge issue uh, and to paint conservatives or paint uh, Canadians who are concerned about uh, migrants crossing our border um, into uh, a, a political issue, into a wedge issue, uh, rather than talking about how to fix it. Right. And, and you would think, and I, maybe there are meetings going on behind closed doors. I mean, last week you had the premier who rightfully said, it's your mess, you clean it up. And then the back and forth uh, started with Prime Minister Trudeau kind of giving the, the wag of the finger of explaining immigration. And then the immigration minister himself came out and started using language like, well, this is dangerous reg- you know, rhetoric. We should use terms like irregular border mm-hmm. crosser. But yeah. is anyone meeting behind closed doors to actually solve this or do they not want to? Is it politically more beneficial for them to let this drag on? 
Well, I think it is politically beneficial for, uh, to them. But, but uh, truthfully, look, there was a federal provincial territorial meeting on this today. Uh, Minister Lisa McLeod attended that meeting from Ontario. Yeah. Um, it looks like she ended up walking out of that meeting and not signing on to the communique. It, the, the federal government simply doesn't have a plan. What it's trying to do is throw a few dollars at the provinces um, that doesn't even begin to cover the cost of processing, housing, caring for uh, these folks who are coming in, um, and and basically saying, look, shut up, we'll give you some money. It's not going to cover your costs, but but don't talk about this. Right. Or we go off and try and figure out what we want to do. So uh, there are some discussions going on. I don't think they're discussions of any substance, and I think that's why you saw the uh, minister walk out of that meeting today. Right. And that's, I mean, I know that Michelle Rempel, the um, MP from Calgary, has, uh, I guess, put into motion that she'd like a, a hearing on this. Lisa McLeod piped up and said she would be more than happy to represent the province on that. Do you get the sense that Ottawa will agree to that? The feds will agree to that? Well, I don't think so, uh, Alex. I think that they know if people start talking about um, the problem itself and what the government is doing to try and address it, uh, they know they don't really have a leg to stand on. So I can't see them agreeing to that. Look, what they should be doing is figuring out how to process these claims in a month or less, um, you know, let people know whether they qualify to stay here or not. Most will not qualify. Most are economic right. migrants. Mm-hmm. Uh, and send them back to, to the U.S., which is, you know, what we call a safe third country um, under our refugee legislation. So, so what they really need to do is put a process in place uh, to give uh, these migrants a quick deci- decision so they're not waiting in limbo, which is unfair to them. So they're not clogging up the system, which is unfair to immigrants who are coming through our regular uh, systems. Um, and so they're not sort of stopped into college dorms in Toronto, which is deeply unfair to uh, residents in Ontario. And also, look, I'll be honest, it's also unfair to the migrants themselves to leave them in limbo like this. Right. And the other thinking is that um, those trying to game the system, they know that the system's very slow. So it makes more sense that they'll rush in at this point because they know that they can stay here longer and eventually either disappear into the system or have a better chance of staying. Yeah, look, here's what they want to do. They want to live and work in Canada. Like, I am not of the view that they're here to kind of bleed the benefit system dry because living on welfare... Uh, is not a pleasant existence, particularly in Toronto. I think they want to move to Canada and they want to live and work here. A, a lot of people do. The problem is we have a system of immigration that allows people <clears throat> to apply for that. Uh, and that's the system through which pe- people should be applying. They're trying to bypass that system and they're trying to queue jump. Um, and the problem is that they know uh, that we can't actually um, enforce the rules around that. So these hearings for refugee claims... Mm-hmm drag on for years, deportation orders are not issued or not enforced. And so, de facto, they end up becoming permanent residents, even though they haven't come through the system, the proper system that we've set up to evaluate people for that. Yeah. So, so, so they know that they can get around the system. Um, I don't think they want to sit on welfare. I think they actually no. just want to move, move, attempt to move to Canada. Um, but they've got to come through the proper system like everyone else. Yeah, and the other thing is, you know, we talk about being generous. We also talk about compassion. And I don't understand what's compassionate about, you know, if we don't have a system in place to actually figure out who the real asylum seekers are, who are very much in danger, are we not putting them at a, at a almost into a more dangerous situation because, you know, they're mixing in with people who are just, uh, you know, blatantly jumping the queue? So how is that compassionate? 
Yeah, absolutely. So we take in a number of refugees, like real refugees every year. And because our system right now is absolutely overwhelmed with processing this influx from the U.S., mostly, as I say, of economic migrants and people who are not true refugees fleeing persecution, uh, that means we have correspondingly fewer resources to process real refugees from elsewhere in the world and also legal immigrants who are applying to come to Canada from elsewhere. So everything else gets uh, put off and delayed um, while we focus on this problem. So that's, you're absolutely right. While we're dealing with these folks, we are not serving real refugees well either. Right. And just to get back to your point, I guess, with this meeting between Ottawa and um, Ontario, um, Lisa McLeod is actually demanding an apology from the immigration minister, who she said uh, called her un-Canadian and was bullying in his attempts to um, use this, you know, rhetoric in painting her as a racist. So now we've got this battle of words between Ontario and yeah. and Ottawa, and it serves them just fine because they can vilify a guy like Doug Ford very easily, albeit mm-hmm. I think public sentiment is on his side. I, t- I absolutely agree with you, but this is their strategy. Keep in mind, Alex, yeah. that they don't have a plan to deal with this. Um, they know that Canadians are concerned about it, and so their strategy is entirely political. It's to try and paint the minister in Ontario as a racist and a bigot, which is an un-Canadian, which is incredibly offensive because she's one of the only politicians in recent years in Ontario who's been standing up for the rights and interests of Ontario residents. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so they're using this strategy of sort of name calling and trying to paint Premier Ford and Minister McLeod in a particular light because they simply don't have any other plan for addressing this. Right. And, and it worked well for them in the last election against Stephen Harper. I'm not sure it'll work again. Well, it worked for them last time, yeah. and, and Alex, I think they want to fight that same strategy again. They're hoping to refight the 2015 election all over again, and this is all part of it. Yeah, well, stay tuned. Uh, Rachel, thanks so much. Thanks, Alex. Rachel Curran joining us tonight uh, for that part of the conversation. Going to be talking about this for a long time, because don't forget, in three weeks, August 9th, that's when the deadline is for many of the shelter spaces in Toronto because students come back to the school campuses. I don't know where those people are going to go. So there are some very challenging times ahead, and we'll see what ends up happening. This is Global News Radio.